The Chattanooga Drive-In Show is presented by Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard, the highest quality tires for all makes and models of vehicles, and the best service in town. Chattanooga Drive-In Show, thank you so much for tuning in on this fine Monday morning. Hopefully you had a wonderful weekend in honor of Mother's Day, which of course was just yesterday. I have a special guest who's going to be joining us a little bit later on in the show this morning. I look forward to to talking to her. That's all I'm going to give you right now. Um, an inevitable concept. Somebody was going to have to do it at some point. Do a regular traditional style, mostly, um, radio morning show as a podcast. And that's what we do here. Uh, Jeff Styles with a Y. Jen Lambert, no Y. Well, Brian Stone, he's got a Y. Yeah. Well, if, you, if, they, if they call you Jenny, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm assuming that's spelled with a Y. My middle name is spelled with a Y, too. Russell Stroud with news. And let's just get this over once and good for all. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing. <laughs> Friday's show ended with us, you know, talking about Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You said it needs to just be the Music Hall of Fame so we can, you know, discontinue the whining and carping and moaning and bitching that <laughs> Ted Nugent does and all the rest of the people. Why is Grandmaster Flash, you know, Eminem in Rock and Roll? Um, here's here's what I think. This is all. The, this is what you need to know about. If you're going to get in the Hall of Fame, you have to be first at what you do, the absolute best at what you do or have a profound seminal impact on other musicians yes, and bands. Not necessarily the general listening public whose ear is going to be somewhat boring and dull, uh, but cutting-edge artists like Velvet Underground, who never were big top-selling artists, Lou Reed, Patti Smith, you have to have that kind of influence on other bands. How, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think about that as a definition, Brian? First, that's fine. First, best, or but then do, extremely influential. That's fine, but then uh, deciphering which one of these non-deserving acts fall into any of those three categories you just yeah. gave. Well, the Eurythmics, do the rhythmics fall into anything was, you uh, just said? Yes, they do. When, Absolutely, when I they left do. I don't think when even I, a little bit. When I left yesterday, I came up with five songs, but I couldn't do it at the drop of a hat when then, you asked but me that's, to. Be, that's then, what I know. That's, that's your, what I know. My point, yeah. exactly. Would I Lie to You was the first one that yeah. came up after the first two we named and a couple others. Oh, what an amazing song that nobody's heard of. Uh, I also ended, uh, well, we didn't end the show, but we talked about it, how the Dow reacted to the half uh, percent, uh, 0.5% increase mm-hmm. in the Fed, and that it leapt for joy. Well, that didn't last long. No, it did not. Uh, that didn't last long. On Thursday afternoon, the Dow took a huge plummet uh, and dropped, in, and, and I'm sure that it has been up and down kind of like a cardiac arrest you know, cardiogram um, ever since. Thank you to Quality Tire Pros over on Cherokee for being our presenting sponsors. And we appreciate you guys tuning in and all of our sponsors so much. Love them, love them, love them. And uh, we'll just go ahead and get started today because we do have a guest. We'll spend a little time with her in just a little bit, but I'll turn it over to Russell for some headlines. Thank you so much. All right, good morning, everybody. There's uh, been three major things that have happened over the last couple of days here. First of all, a man from Catoosa County was convicted in Walker County on charges of rape and child molestation. The victim came forward after the suspect, a 25-year-old named John Shiver, moved out of state. The victim was between 6 and 11 when the abuse happened. A roommate of Shiver's testified he heard Shiver bragging about how he had groomed a young girl, and that's the word he used, and had complete control over her. Shiver was sentenced to life behind bars with the possibility of parole after 25 years. 
Thursday, a person was shot outside the Food City on East Brainerd Road, the area very close to Heritage Park. The victim suffered what they're calling non-life-threatening injuries and was sent to the hospital. The shooter's identity was not released. The police reportedly spent up to five hours at the scene conducting interviews and gathering evidence. And finally, TDOT started repair work on a section of I-75 over the weekend. They say that this construction will continue over the next several weekends, with the exception of Memorial Day weekend. The work is between mile marker 6 and mile marker 12. To put that into human terms, that's between Hamilton Place and Cleveland. <laughs> Lane closures on both sides should be expected. The work is weather-dependent because they're pouring concrete, and of course rain would mess all of that up. And now from the Auxiliary Studio, it's Dave Hooker today betting it all and losing dave hooker off the hook sports we get a little bit of insight to phil mickelson the fantastic offer second best of his generation besides just tiger woods and why he was so supportive of the saudi arabia golf tour and as we look into the latest developments we understand that Phil Mickelson lost as much as $40 million in gambling during his prime years from 2000 to 2014. Now, he did really well at that point. It's estimated he made about $40 million a year during that half-decade span, and that uh, certainly he had money to lose with endorsements and all the things that come with being a professional golfer but ultimately he was a slave to the dollar and that's why he won't be in the masters because he endorsed a saudi arabia league that quite frankly was trying to overcome the pga probably never will as in a place that does not have the best human rights history so what does that mean for mickelson well it's forever a stain on his career as a golfer will always look at him as more of a gambler and ultimately golf and gambling have always gone together but this is a little bit sad because it's how phil mickelson will be remembered what does that mean for his legacy moving forward well if he gets a couple of victories on the pga tour which he probably won't because he's past his prime maybe we forget about it but it'll just always be like tiger woods with women how we remember Mickelson. And that's a shame because had it not been for that guy named Tiger, he would be the most dominant golfer of his generation. Now he's second with a gambling problem. Dave Hooker off the hook sports. Yeah, and complete transparency having placed two bets on the Kentucky Derby and generally we'll have friendly wagers on things, enjoy a game of poker or pool every once in a while. I'm not going to get down on somebody for betting. But if you're losing 20% of what you make over a six-year period Man. to gambling, you probably got an issue. Two things. It sounds like Dave was trying not to wake up the baby next to <laughs> Yes, he did, and it was very intimate. And uh, I don't think anybody's going to care for a second that Phil Mickelson gambled million a lot of money. He probably wow. still has $540 million. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to care. you got to work to spend $40 million. And it, 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 oh, it's an extraordinary yeah. story. Yeah. I just don't think anybody's going to remember him for the rest of their life over it. But uh, what do I know? Speaking of working, if you uh, are somebody you know, love, respect, work with, a neighbor, a family, a friend, has an alcohol or drug addiction problem, you got to do the work if you want to get better. And that begins with, of course, admitting that you have an issue. 
I know that there are places out there for gamblers as well, but this is Cadis. Cadis is one of our sponsors here. They sponsor the Upfront Wrap-Up here, which is what we're about to get into, where we try to give you as many headlines as possible in as short a time as possible, therefore stomping the living dog snot out of all the rest of the radio shows and TV shows that do morning drivel around our area. Uh, thank you, Cadis, Council for Alcohol and Drug Abuse Services, for 57 years offering the continuum of full care, medical detox, inpatient residential treatment, and more. We appreciate you so much. Uh, very quickly, the search is now on in earnest for the leak inside the Supreme Court. We've talked about this for a couple of days. Um, Justice Roberts, John Roberts, is absolutely horrified, mortified, come up with, get the source, the source out and, and figure out your own word for it. Uh, this is... Um, this is definitely completely unprecedented. This is new territory. We're plowing new ground here with leaks from the Supreme Court. Um, most recent polling shows that there's been a notable decline in the public's approval of the court. There's been recent calls for term limits for the justices, for increasing the number of justices. I, would, I, I, I have always been under the impression that it would take a constitutional amendment, which has you know, not, not, not worked very often, <laughs> yeah. um, to do something to, to, to change the makeup of the court and the way it's made up. But I think we've seen that the will of the people in DC inside the beltway well, will not be denied. The lifetime the appointments part. is asinine. It's absolutely absurd. No, and the, the whole dust up not too terribly long ago about Clarence Thomas's wife, Virginia, you know, imploring, you know, the Trump's, you know, white house staff, chief of staff to overturn the results of the election had people up in arms as well. Here's a quote from somebody who basically spends their life studying the court. Um, this is a time when the court is under siege both externally and internally. This is Roanoke College professor Todd Peppers. He said, I just don't think the spotlight has ever been brighter on the court in recent history. And hard to disagree with that. Said on Friday that we would give you a little bit more detail on Mayor Tim Kelly's State of the City address. And really there's just not that much more detail available, mm -hmm. to be frank. Uh, we were talking about, of course, it's a seven-point plan, the one Chattanooga plan. It was an interesting, and Russell and I were just talking about this just a second ago, it was an interesting setup. They had two big overstuffed leather chairs on on the, the stage, mm -hmm. and it was done in a, in, a, in a loose interview format. Yeah, I think that's a good way to do Greg it. Greg Funderburg over at Channel 9, WTVC, was the one that sort of moderated it and asked mm -hmm. the questions. I don't know if they gave him the questions or if they were actually just real questions from the journalist he met you know a journalist Maybe, yeah. a journalist can lay their credentials down and actually serve as an actor for somebody if that's what they want to do yeah. i imagine that they said this is where we want to I'm get sure to i'm sure there were talking points um but um the 10 million dollar a year repaving plan let me point that out mm -hmm. 10 million dollar a year repaving plan yeah. so finally getting to that campaign promise to fix the potholes uh, but you know we've dis discussed out of the seven points the one that really, you know, comes home for most people is affordable housing. What is it? Where are we going to find it? And I looked at the national numbers today, 28% decrease in starter homes across the country. Almost a third have been removed, and starter homes are considered to be $100,000 to $250,000. I just saw a headline today. A starter home is $250,000? Yeah, $100,000 to $250,000. We live oh. in an area where we are 100 spoiled. to 250 is that what yeah, you said? Yeah, that's a starter? Yeah, that's, that's not starter. even a number that means anything. One hundred and two fundy are light years away. Very, sure they are. Very, sure very much, they are. much so. 
Uh, I was just going to say, there's an article I saw the other day about how it's like 97% of homes are overvalued right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I think I it, it's, you know, again, just a, a, a seller's market out the wazoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in March, of course, he announced that a $100 million affordable housing initiative. We got $33 million in our pocket seed money. We'll see where it goes from there. This is Mayor Kelly's comment. What we're doing is working on building a model that will attract not only public, but philanthropic and private capital capital to unlock all of this and work with the market. I mean, government can't solve this on its own by a long shot. You know, I could actually read that exactly the way Tim would say it if I wanted to. Uh, <laughs> I've got his, his speech patterns down pretty well. And uh, let's see, what else? I, I, I was really amazed at this. The state legislature completely threw all logic and uh, and and thoughtful processes out the window, and they denied firefighters in the state of Tennessee PTSD benefits. Yeah, I don't, I yeah, don't understand this at all. I am. I'm going to bring this up a little bit later. This is absolutely stunning, and they say it was it was fiscal responsibility because the cities and the counties would have to take a big hit. Mm. We're looking at about a five million dollar pop for the major cities in our area. I don't think people understand what kind of stress these yeah, folks they, are under. They need and it. When things go south, they see stuff that is not supposed to be seen by human eyes. And we'll come back to that in a little bit. I, it was just, it was it was stunning to me. And I, I think all the firefighters and their unions and their brotherhoods across the state were assured that this was going to happen. Yeah. And I mean, it's a very machismo atmosphere in firehouses. You're supposed to just suck it up and deal with it, kind of like being in the military to a degree. And these people really suffer. It was just disappointing to me across the board. Yeah, and I mean, just a real coward's way out. Nobody doesn't like firefighters, right? I mean, firefighters are the one line of work where pretty much everyone agrees we need them. It's not like the police yeah. where it's kind of like there's some controversy there. Like, no one's going to go, ah, I hate the firefighters. When they come <laughs> up with beefcake calendars for politicians, <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll give them more credit. Ugh, um, Madison Cawthorn, Simpson <laughs> special. <laughs> Well, you, you, we've already there, seen there's enough. lingerie pictures out there right <laughs> yeah, that's now. That's true. If you, you want to look, and the nude thrusting video. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, uh, Mother's Day. What well, we'll be talking stopping. more about in just a little bit. Uh, estimated 31.7 billion dollars spent by Americans on Mother's Day. Here's Mother's Day. Here's Father's Day. Way down here. <laughs> yeah. Tie, socks, underwear. Thanks, Dad. Uh, and probably should be that way. Uh, Dr. Jill Biden took a trip to the Polish-Ukrainian border. Uh, no, just just to show our support, of course. Um, the New Mexico wildfire still raging. So far, 258 square miles. Biggest fire in that state's history, which is saying a lot. Uh, about 3,200 firefighters across, speaking of firefighters, across the country fighting wildfires. A thousand of them in New Mexico. And the worst part of this, that adds the sort of salt in the wound, mm-hmm. it was a prescribed burn. Started, oh really? Yeah, it was a prescribed burn that. that just got uh, whipped out of you know hand by the, the crazy winds, and there's no there's no there's no let up from from the wind as there's, far as we can see. There's nothing to be done about it really. They're waiting for rain, but even that may not help. Corinne Jean Pierre will be the first black woman and the first openly LGBTQ person to hold the post of White House spokesperson. When does that happen? When uh, does Jen, Jen Psaki leave? Jen Psaki leaves on the 16th or 17th, I believe, of this hmm. month, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, she's going straight to, like, CNBC. Now, this, she was, I, I want to say she was... Born. MSNBC, even worse. That, that's a tough job, though. Dom- Dominican Republic, yeah. I think, uh, somewhere in the Caribbean. But she she filled in for Saki when she had COVID. Yeah, she's she's okay, been doing 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 this for quite some time. They should be fine in that position. Um, the European Union oil ban from Russia. Well, Hungary, Slovakia, and the Czech Republic all got a 
delay a thumbs up on delaying it because they're just more dependent and, and mm-hmm. less able to break away right this second. So that's still going full speed ahead. India is waiting in line to start buying more oil, but India's consumption is not going to be anywhere near Europe's. So the Russians are still going to take a hit on this. Yeah. Um, okay. You mentioned the grooming thing. That also comes up a little bit later on today, too. The The misuse of this term grooming and groomer is really becoming fretful, at, at, at least. Uh, extremely dangerous, possibly. And, and I know how strongly you feel about fighting against real child trafficking rings and, yeah. and, and pedophilia out there. And so you got these massive hypocrites, uh, like Representative Mary Miller, a uh, GOP congressperson from Illinois, who has made multiple comments about grooming, groomers, uh, pro-pedophile party, not not quite, you know, MTG territory, or Lauren Boebert territory, <laughs> but, but getting close. And turns out that her re-election coordinator and family chauffeur, this has just been released, was arrested and convicted in 2003 for indecent solicitation. Well, uh, Lauren Boebert's husband uh, indecently exposed himself to somebody at a bowling alley as well. Was he just tucking yeah. his shirt in, or did he really did he really no, do no, that? No, we whipped it out. Lauren, right. Lauren Boebert herself has a rap sheet uh, two pages long of, you know, they of had minor to, citations, but she regularly is, was in trouble with the they laws. They had to used. separate yeah. her and Margie not too long ago. They almost got into it. They almost got into a cat fight on the floor. Yeah, literally. I saw that, and there was no video or audio, and it leads me to believe, really? Nobody yeah. captured like, this? Eyewitnesses like said it looked hear... like they were about to come to blows. Yeah, but I don't believe eyewitnesses. Yeah. I yeah. believe video and audio. It's like when you hear, like, uh, Trump was outraged when such and such happened, says yeah. someone who doesn't yeah. want to He's always name. outraged. He called all those He's countries bleep holes. Yeah. Really? <laughs> says who? Not one well, of y'all recorded it? Well, someone someone said it happened, I'm sure. It's like the really angry did. TikTok guy and all those <laughs> fitness commercials. Yeah. But in 2003, the FBI popped him for literally trying to set up a rendezvous with a 12-year-old boy to have sex. Oh, my gosh. How did he get a position? being paid for by our tax dollars how, well, how did that not show up i mean that's a lifetime registry right well jeff there's a lot it of them should be <laughs> yes how are they misusing the word grooming groomer because they're using it for anybody who basically votes vote votes against them or takes a stand okay. against well, them yeah, and they're they're right. wide ranging far sweeping you know generalizations yeah and it dilutes the actual proper usage of it i think because there really are teachers who really have been groomers. grooming is an individual to individual sure. thing yes it's, it's, there's not a group there's of a process people simply because they're pro lgbtq are pro human rights that doesn't make them groomers yeah right. or even you know? just because they're pedophile not to say just because Again, they're pedophile, but just because one's a pedophile also doesn't necessarily mean they're grooming margie mm, margie i don't know, I don't know how i feel about that members comment. of her own party oh, were you can be a pedophile all day and it doesn't mean you're t- trying to get other people to do it yeah right uh, i mean and those are two different things yeah you know she said that it was the, the pro pedophile members of her own party that voted for Kentonji brown jackson's you know uh, you know, approval to be on the Supreme Court. Oh yeah. So I mean, it's just it's it's getting tossed around now like communism, socialism. Mm-hmm. You're Ra- a Nazi racism, from racism. the left. You're mm-hmm. a Nazi. You know, if if you're far right, yeah. um, and just the, the 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 terms are beginning to lose their meaning. And these are terms that should not lose their meaning. No, it's extremely unfortunate because there it, it it dilutes from when there really are people who really are grooming, and there, it happens a lot. But you can't just call everyone you don't like a groomer, just like you can't call everyone you don't like a Nazi. It just doesn't work. A guy named Alexei Zhirakiov uh, from the Duma Party in Russia is the chief voice now urging Putin 
to use nukes in Ukraine because NATO and the United States of America does not have the backbone to react. That nobody will come to their aid. They're actually saying this on the floor. Uh, correction: um, uh, It's not the Duma party. The Duma is like their name for Congress. I apologize. Um, and I've seen a couple uh, of people make that mistake. Uh, whatever the what, what 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 I don't even know what their party system is at this point. To be totally frank with you, I can I can they, tell you more about what happens in the. The, the Nesset. Uh. <laughs> they do have multi parties, believe it or not. It's just that uh, the uh, Putin's party, which is the uh, I can't remember the name of it, but he has conservative a party. No, it's something else. It's like the Russian Reform Party, National like Alliance. Uh, the 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 weapon that they want to see used is the one that he has made veiled hints and threats with is the Sarmat, that would be <laughs> translated to Satan, Satan mm -hmm. two missile which has 15 warheads that re-enter the atmosphere mm -hmm. when it basically comes back down from space, ICBM. It's and an MIRV, multi-something uh, re-entry vehicle. Yeah, and that 15 warheads off the coast of England would, they say, scientists who have been watching this for some time, would actually create a tsunami that would be able to swamp every single town on the western coast of mm -hmm. Great Britain. I've actually read... Or the a, eastern coast, whichever one they wanted to put it off on. I've actually read a funny theory, um, funny, funny and sort of like the horrifying way, about how Russia actually would stand to benefit quite a lot if the polar ice caps all melted, like a lot, uh, because if um, the polar ice caps melted, then a lot of the area which is completely useless right now is tundra would suddenly become usable, usable farmland. Yeah, usable farmland, so, or, or potentially... Even 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 port cities, I right? Mean, just depending on how high the rise would be. Yeah, so Russia Have would actually lakes for sure. stand quite a bit to gain if they nuked the polar ice cap. I'm while, not saying they while would. New Orleans and San Francisco would not be so happy. Exactly. I mean, they uh, could Miami. hurt everyone they don't like. All, all Russia people's front. Does that sound right? Is uh, United party? It sounds good to me. Uh, I'm came, getting several different responses. If it sounds like something that came straight out of 1984, <laughs> it makes sense in Russia. No, it looks like uh, it's. Um, the all you're right the all russia people's front is a political coalition the actual party itself is united russia united russia okay yeah, i see that too more bad news for the biden administration uh last the first quarter of this year uh last quarter's numbers are in and we saw the largest decline since 1947 and labor productivity in the United States down 7.5%. Imagine my shock. Wow. <laughs> Northwest Georgia giving $100,000 to the Chattanooga Food Bank. you got to keep in mind the food bank deals with nine Georgia counties. And we're we're their town. Mm -hmm. You know, they're in our media market and everything else. So good for them. Yeah. CDC wants to limit the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. They've had nine deaths due to blood clots, still exceedingly rare. But they're saying if you have a choice between Moderna, Pfizer, and J&J, &J, you probably should let J&J &J stay on the shelf. Um, as said yesterday or Friday and last week, U.S. Intel definitely led to the sinking of the battleship Moscow, however they pronounce it over there. A uh, huge embarrassment to them. And at least a half dozen deaths of generals. This mm -hmm. is something I mentioned last week, and we didn't talk about it at all. I literally just wedged it in, I think, here at the Upfront Wrap-Up, yeah. that it was, without a doubt, according to Jane's and other sources, um, it was U.S. And intel that led them to direct their attacks where they did. Yep. You, don't lose, you don't lose generals in the war zone very often. Not by accident. And to have lost six, that is not by luck because the Ukrainians are lobbing things into Russian territory. No, no. 
they they're using pretty uh, not even advanced techniques actually because they're mostly just tracking their their radio communications because you can't not communicate via radio especially if you're you know a general you're issuing a lot of orders over your radio system so that's how they're tracking them Stacey Abrams has raised about 11.7 million dollars for a governor's race that's a big number that's for this huge. early uh, and former S defense secretary Mark Esper right again his book comes out tomorrow <laughs> sacred oath we all know that everybody that leaves, you know, any position of power inside D.C. is going to write a book if they have anything scandalous to mm -hmm. report. But it wouldn't be hard to find something scandalous inside the Trump White House. And the the latest shot fired across the bow of Trumpers out there and, and uh, the, the ex-president himself said he wanted to destroy Mexican cartels and their secret uh, drug labs with U.S. <laughs> missile strikes. He wanted to send literally uh, U.S. missiles into Mexico, several locations where the cartels were headquartered and where their drug labs were, and he was convinced that we could do it secretly, that nobody would know where they came from. Now, the idea of, of, of wanting to shoot protesters in front of the White House because they're bothering you, as you as you were ensconced inside the safest place on the planet, and you're looking out there and they're bothering you, because they disagree with you and this just shoot them. <laughs> this is a great annoyance. Th that's bad enough. But the idea of just bombing our southern neighbor and one of our closest trading partners and allies over the years, just just indiscriminately just sending missiles into their territory without anybody's knowledge. The biggest shocker, though, and it shouldn't be a shocker, is that he doesn't have enough understanding to know that there is no missile launch on the planet that everybody doesn't know about, that everybody can't see. Does he yeah. think that our allies and enemies could not see? Yep, it was <laughs> launched right here, Los Alamos, and it landed right here, Juarez. My God. Yeah, I mean, the, what a moron. the Mexicans have access to this uh, new technology called radar where they can see things the that man fly. The man is a numbnuts. He's just an asshat. I, I just, it just amazes well, me that he still has the Trump Davidians following him I hate just to, blindly. I hate to disagree, Jeff, but I actually do support bombing the, the drug cartels. <laughs> <laughs> well, do it openly then. I think we should do it openly. You, yeah. want, you, you want some action? Here comes you one. Well, I mean, if you, th if you count drug deaths as war casualties... Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Now we have a case for war. Last one in the upfront wrap-up. Cornell University stating, and this is not what we want to hear, but it's what uh, we're hearing, and we heard this last week, one in five reptile species endangered, 50% mm. of cacti on the planet endangered, 70% of the Earth's surface already uh, egregiously altered by human behavior, but this is the one that really hit 48% of bird species are decreasing dramatically. I almost oh, brought man. that up. 11,000 yeah. bird species around the globe. That's a rough estimate. Is and 48% of them are declining in numbers. We have the three. The woodpeckers are going away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a good spring for woodpeckers around here, but yeah. uh, mm -hmm. they, they, they've been greatly affected. We have 3 billion less birds in North America now than we did 50 years ago. Is it habitat loss? Habitat loss yeah. more than anything else. And of course, uh, massive uh, insecticides. It wasn't just DDT yeah. that did yeah. it. Did you say one in five reptiles? Yeah. Does that include politicians? I don't know. <laughs> I think they're more amphibious, uh, to be honest with you. I noticed their webbed feet. You know, it's, it's, it's not what, and you know, and, and, and uh, this is kind of anecdotal. What it is totally anecdotal. But, I mean, it, nowadays that we know what's going on. Did y'all did y'all even hear the story about what happened in Atlanta? The million honeybees 
that were oh, being yeah. transported yeah. to our to our area to be you know divvied up among beekeepers out there. No, and they just what s- happened? They just set them on the tarmac and left them there, and they all died. Yeah, extremely oh, smart. A, a million honeybees. I mean, they were unloading the plane and just set them down on the tarmac. Nobody knew what to do with these that's buzzing really containers. Sad, actually. And no, so it's horrifying. Important. And it's, now when I see a bee, I used to go, oh, look out, get away. Now I'm going, hey, buddy, you want some water? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you know, come on now. Hey, man, it's been a long flight. Uh, to, to put things into perspective, uh, when it comes to the, the Russian Duma, which is the state house, they have uh, United Russia, which is Putin's party, has 325 seats out of 450. The next biggest is the Communist Party with 57 seats. Did you hear about the bee that flew all the way across the country with his legs crossed? No. <laughs> he was looking for a BP station. Ooh. Uh, hit, hit the music there, Brian, if you would. That's enough for the uh, upfront wrap-up right now. Everybody's got one. Wow. <laughs> Get a dad joke in there from others. That was good. Uh, everybody's got one, an opinion, and most of them stink. And you got other things, too, like that. People's Home Equity. Get pre-approved if you're in the housing market. Speaking of housing... And let us face it, this is a this is a, a strange time, as they say in the in the business, a unique time. In these unprecedented in times. These, in this, these unique times. I'm so tired. It's not unprecedented. Have you heard of the scarlet fever, the, the Spanish flu? Bruce Dodd, Trevor Glass, chatmortgage.com, People's Home Equity, urging you to get pre-approved for a home mortgage, save you time, money, stress, and worry, 591-9801. And this is what I was just going to say. These challenging times. Do you remember times. when we, yeah, remember yeah. when we did that <laughs> yes. spot? We used every word. Yeah, who was that? These difficult times. Was that a house ad or was that for someone? It was for a someone client. specific, okay. yes. Okay. In these difficult times. <laughs> In these uh, unprecedented, difficult, challenging times. The, the Roe times. v. Wade yes. thing, I don't want to get into necessarily. <laughs> boy, I just want to just talk about the historical perspective of when it happened. Um, it, it, the, the, we've changed so much in these almost 50 years. It's remarkable. Roe v. Wade, it was it was a judgment by nine old white guys, five of which were Republicans, four of which were considered to be solidly conservative in the parlance of the day. And, I mean, they literally represented the institutions of America from the 50s and the 60s and that mindset. Mm-hmm. And it was a seven-to-two vote to make Roe v. Wade the law of the land. And at the time, they said, they thought and they said out loud, this is it, this will be the law forever. One justice literally ended his comment with a single word sentence, forever. Mm-hmm. They truly believed that. They looked at it as a, a pragmatic healthcare decision. There were certainly people who, well, were, they were, right. who were activists at the time on both sides but it was nowhere near the political hot button that it is now. These men made a business decision assuming that it was a health care choice that a woman would make with her doctor, and their only real concerns, I guess, were will the taxpayer be dealing with it? Will insurance cover it? All these things were basically just set aside, and a 7-2 vote from a white male Supreme Court, you know, judgeship, and again, you know, heavy on the right wing side thinking at the time. And now look at it. Nobody wants to look at the science. Nobody wants to look at the facts. Nobody wants to look at the numbers. Nobody wants to look at the consequences of their decisions. It's just baby killers versus, you if know, or about the babies, good, good Christian folk. If whatever. it were really about the babies, it's totally emotional. 
then we would have free maternity maternity care. We would have free health care for the baby once it's born. We would have free child care. And we this, would have free diapers and formula. If it were really about the babies. And we've all we I've said several times and and it's kind of an arbitrary place where you decide, all right, you're good you're an adult at eighteen, you're you're an adult at twenty one, you can drive at sixteen. These these things are all arbitrary. And even when you look at now abortion law state to state, you're okay. 12 weeks, 15 weeks, 18 to 20 weeks. Louisiana is now, as a state, is talking about making it a murder charge for a woman that, and that the doctor. That is so ridiculous. Murder, not homicide, murder. And and But they actually, their law is 20 weeks, 20 weeks. Now, I'm going to get some to, 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 this is just the only last thing I'll say on this, and this one I said no kibitzing, in, just in case you know better than I do. to me is, um, is, is a little late. I mean, that's too late for it was, me. It was, not, it was not as arbitrary at the time they literally used as their point where it should be cut off the is quickening. the viability. The quickening. The quickening. Okay. Do you know what that is, Russell? I believe so, yes. The quickening but... is when the mother can feel the baby move in her womb. Right. right. It's a biblical okay. term, and it's been used since Art Bell's book about the future, the quickening. Yeah. It yeah. was used, it was basically That's where I've heard Mother okay. Earth, Gaia, you know, was yeah. beginning to, to, to move things in her womb, and that's what we're you know dealing with with, with climate change. Mm-hmm. And that was what they, that, that was a fairly amorphous thing, but I mean, everybody understood that. If the mom could feel the baby move, then she should not be allowed an abortion at that point. Less arbitrary, but still random. I thought that it was if the baby could, you know, the cutoff was when the baby could actually live outside of well, the Well, verbiage has changed again, you know, in Alito's decision that we've seen. He says, um, you know, uh, not potential life. It was always potential life, and now it is unborn child. So I like, still don't think it's matter. anyone's business, but the, the the mother and her doctor. And that's all I'm going to say. And frankly, the father. I did. Too. I did find this interesting. I did see in one protest that was that we had here, the one here in town. One woman had a sign that said, yeah. "As a girl, I just hope that one day I have as many rights as a gun." So yeah, exactly. There you go. All right, duh, the duh segment of the show brought to you by Guardian Investment Advisors, and it is exactly what it sounds like, duh, schwa, and uh, Guardian Investment Advisors, real professionals, care, commitment, kindness, always ready to talk, 710-9199, 710-9199. Once upon a time, I had a friend here in the radio news business. He is a listener of the show. And he lives and has lived for quite some time down in Orlando. He actually took my job as a news guy at the old radio station when it was still a music station, mm. a talk station across town over the river where nobody listens anymore. <laughs> um, and um, he was here for a while, moved down to North Georgia, met a lovely young woman uh, in Dalton, and then they moved to Orlando. And I asked him just to give me just a quick reading of the pulse on how people felt about the Disney versus DeSantis thing down there. Oh, interesting, yeah. And he just sent me just a t- He literally, he was at Shaky Knees, yeah. and then he had the flu for two days. So I yeah. didn't get much, but this is just a jumping <laughs> off point, and then he added to it. Who am I? He said, um, <laughs> okay, locals, probably no different than what the national news are showing on this issue, other than no one seems to know how this will affect their pocketbook directly mm-hmm. locally. If it actually stands, then Orange County taxes will go up. How much? We're not sure. I might be able to answer that in a second. Of course, why would DeSantis care since Central Florida is all blue? He can't win Central Florida. That's a good point. Also, while everyone focuses on Disney, it would be nice if more was made of the fact that there are somewhere between 1,200, I didn't know this, and he's a smart guy, 
and 1,800 special districts in Florida. There are? Yes, including the villages. <laughs> the, 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 the Trump, you know, center uh, of his southern base. And, and one of the reasons I think he even decided to, 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 you know, to start his campaign down there, of course, Mar-a-Lago, it's really his home state when he left New York. But, I mean, yeah, there are they're all over the place, these self-governing little hmm. communities. How big is the villages? And it's crystal clear that DeSantis is trying to punish Disney for political points. So, so tired of this state. So, so tired of how craven the GOP is. No, this isn't a both parties or all politicians do it situations. Democrats are feckless for sure, but not even close to how toxic the Republicans are. And I can tell you that the numbers that I've seen is that the county would immediately have to pick up one and a half million dollars a year, and no, I'm, t- I'm I'm sorry, yeah, exactly. That's what Disney pays the county a million and a half dollars a year through taxes that they've collected inside mm-hmm. their empire. That's not that so much. Orange, but, but but wait, they also had to pick up the annual debt service for the <clears throat> little what is it, Reed's Creek District? I think it's what it's called, Reed's mm-hmm. Creek District. That's okay. where it began. That's what it's still called. $53 million annually in debt service. Why would the county have to pay that? Because the, the Disney has been paying it, and if they're no longer wow. their own their own you know entity, then it's going to fall on Orange County. How big is the debt if it's $53 million a year? Or, I would say or, quite a bit. Yeah, it's got to be in the, the billions. Well, I mean, think. you don't stay in that business and not expand and not change things up all the time. Yeah. You go take the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride right now <laughs> if you want to. Head on down there. So yeah. the Villages is... Five and a half square miles. It turns yeah. out. Wow. How about that? That's crazy. So yeah, that I was I was unaware of that. I mean, I've always said I've kind of either. bristled myself at uh, you know Disney's sort of uh, individual, almost Vatican-like status down there. Yeah. But I didn't realize there were so many people that uh, that joined them. And I just I, just for the record, I'll just say right now. I mean, I've said it before. We've the two-party system is just ground to a halt. I mean, the GOP is clearly the party of selfish, hateful power-hungry greedheads, uh, the Democrats are just blundering ineptitude. I mean, that's it's just they embody it. <laughs> yeah. They have all the power in the world and can't g- get anything done. Yeah. I, I just, I'm dying for a charismatic, you know, third-party leader to come on the scene that's not Ross Perot. I liked Ross Perot. I mean, I wasn't alive, but, you know. <coughs> well, it was, it, was, it was easy to jump on board. All right, here's what we're going to do. What are you doing? The what, what are, you, are doing you doing segment. Well, well, I'll tell you what I'm doing. Yeah, you go ahead. Russell's going to get up, and our <laughs> guest is going to join us here oh, we doing in that honor now? of Mother's Day. Yep, okay. we're going to do it right now. And Jen is going to go ahead and give you just a couple of quick little things. Oh, and then well, she'll, she'll I just be was going to tell you. This, this I was going to tell you what I was going to be doing. What tell me? My mother is visiting, and so that's what I'm doing. That's all you got? That's all I got. Well, just I hey. told you, I, I really didn't have a lot of time to do the what are you doing show prep that I ordinarily would do. Well, and you didn't have a lot of time because you were out picking her up I at the airport. I was picking her up at 11, home, didn't get home until so midnight, now, you know. Very little sleep. And uh, and now that we've basically done a, a, a small and uh, generic uh, introduction, here is Dr. Grandmom, uh, <laughs> Jen's mom, Lisa, who lives up in uh, Stockbridge, Massachusetts, the home of Alice's Restaurant. And uh, Norman Rockwell's uh, famous painting with the uh, runaway and the officer. That's Officer Obi, by the way, from Alice's <laughs> Restaurant. In that picture, that's actually Officer Obi. And uh, Lisa, good morning to you. 
Good. Well, good morning. Very so glad nice. to have you. <laughs> well, thank you for inviting <laughs> this me. This is surreal. You're standing in for all our moms today. You you are represent. You're representing moms everywhere. I'm um, right? sorry. <laughs> sorry, moms. I'm sure they'll be Chattanooga. Absolutely, they'll be absolutely fine with it. Uh, you are down because you got a granddaughter graduating. I do. Jen's oldest, eldest, oldest, eldest daughter, eldest. Alex, is. Graduating yeah. on Saturday from UTC. College, yeah. And you have another one. Jesse, too, graduating. And Jesse graduating high school. high school. And just proud wow. punch. Did you did you did you bring large checks or is your is your presence here the their present? I'm strictly Venmo, Grandma. <laughs> oh yeah, we've Birthday already. Birthday Venmo, college I'll, Venmo. I looked to her for some support on my anti-technology stance, and I got completely just stiff armed. Yeah, she, she's all over it. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I appreciate I'm, I'm, your, your turn my, throwing me under the bus the other day, my, Jeff. That's all right. It's what I do. I've been doing it for thirty years. I'm good at it. Deflecting, deflecting is my my number one uh, skill um now you are you're a doctor uh and like dr biden uh not a medical doctor no not Which, definitely not get, a medical give, doctor. Give, give me a give me a quick bio if you would <laughs> well uh well I've, i have a phd in music uh theory and while i was studying for that i'm basically a pianist i had a long career as a pianist vocalist entertainer a lot of that was in australia where jen grew up I don't know how many of you know that. Yeah, but. everybody knows that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, mate. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I have an eclectic musical background. Um, came back to New York, did my doctoral in New York, and uh, taught things like harmony and counterpoint and ear training and sight singing and basically a lot of courses that the music majors don't realize they're going to have to take when they think they're choosing an easy major, which no, is not at all. No. And um, also taught a lot of music appreciation for, you know, in settings for non-majors. Um, I remember all taking over, a music appreciation over. class in college mm-hmm. yeah. for a credit. Um, mm-hmm. I think, what else did that? Art appreciation was the other credit. Yes. So I don't remember much from either one of them, to be honest with you. Uh, I did. Th- I thought they would be crib <laughs> courses, and they weren't. Every time no. I took a, a class in college thinking it was going to be easy, it turned around yeah. and just, it, it shafted me. Uh, human sexuality, I, I thought I had it down. I got to see. Um, you know, much more complicated than I thought it was going to be. Uh, but I, I just just a basic question. This is one of those chicken or egg type things. I guess it, some of it will be possibly subjective in opinion. But can you learn to be a musician or a singer if you can't carry a tune and you just don't seem to have the natural ability? Is it born or can you actually learn it? Because I've tried, I'm convinced that I think it's a gift. Well, it was proven in in Hungary by someone named Kodai, who actually, um, there's a whole institute of of ear training, uh, an ear training paradigm based on his work. And he proved that tone deafness actually is learned. It doesn't exist. Hmm. Every child in Hungary, I think this is crazy if I'm right, can carry a tune. Because so it's part of their culture. It's part of the. It's part of their upbringing. So, and in my the course of my teaching, um, and incidentally, music programs in university music programs where the kids come in thinking, well, I can play three chords on the guitar, C, G, you can and be D, John Prime. And, and I'm gonna be a music major. Yeah. Uh, music programs have, have a high level of attrition because 
you, you sometimes find you have to tell these enthusiastic students, well, I'm, I really don't think you can be a music major. You know, find something. You can still you know, be a musician. Find if something. You want to be. Well, yeah. not a literate musician, yeah, yeah, exactly. which is what we're meant to be teaching. But um, I, I do believe that um, and people could carry a tune if if they're brought up with music. And I agree. sadly, many I agree. children are brought up with just no music in the house. Now you you you've listened to us enough to know. I mean, music is central to my core in my life. Me too. But I was brought up in a home where we had music, but nobody sang. Right. Men did not sing in church. Okay, my so. mom didn't sing. Nobody right. ever sang in my household, so it wasn't even a part of my upbringing. My grandfather did. He had a great, great, great basso profundo voice and would sing in church very loudly. Which he was I the think only, you've inherited. Yeah, I, and, and he, he, he was the only one that did, and I, yeah. I, don't, I can't remember ever singing anything other than Here's maybe in kindergarten. Here's the thing about singing, and as, a, as an ear training teacher, it's interesting. I've had students, and some of them are still in contact with me, thanking me for forcing them. But it sometimes turns out that they, the student can hear, but they don't know how to get the signal from their brain to their throat. So you have to make the... And then you'll sometimes get students who can do that, but they hate the way their voices sound. Yeah. So I've That's had... That's natural. I it? think so. Yeah, but... Can be. If you teach them not to go... You know, <laughs> actually, use your breath. Letting relax. air out of a balloon. No. <laughs> um, I, my voice sounds like a parakeet being molested by a much larger bird when I try to sing. I had one student who, who actually used to have a panic attack when she would have to sing, have her singing exam. And she still writes to me, and she actually became a music teacher in the school system for a while i think she's left it now but you know how many times i've seen people come in to be interviewed on the radio after all my years in radio and they would come and they'd be very enthusiastic very comfortable <laughs> in their own skin and they would hear themselves come through the headphones with their their lips next to the mic and they would just literally like a, yes. a an electric volt would go well, through them. It, and it, it takes a while to get used their to eyes it. would water well, it, it's it takes, a shocking thing to hear your own voice like it that. is and i also had a career as a session singer in australia and I, Jenny was there. We always Jen had singing around was when I was there little. with me. Yeah. But it, it is, you, f you s actually sound different than you think you do. We, it takes a while to get used to using a microphone. Your right? son joined us on the air once <laughs> several months ago when we were still doing <laughs> I'm sure that was a that memorable ago. experience. He, he, he broke into song. He, 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 he just broke <laughs> he did, into song. Was, you remember that? Well, he pulled out that zither or whatever it was, uh, uh, a lyre. It's a charango. And, <laughs> and, 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 and it was beautiful. It was it absolutely was. beautiful. And, and, just, then, and then the singing started. <laughs> and it was beautiful too. <laughs> Which was nice. It just kept going. But we've always <laughs> sung together, he and I, and it's quality time. But um, I must say, on the issue of inductees, and I know that Jen will agree with me that at some point it should be acknowledged that the great genius in pop music today is Jacob Collier. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you, Without a shadow of a doubt. Fan I heard girl, him. Fangirl. I no, said, no, this brilliant. is Mozart. Uh, if yeah. Mozart had been, and, and it's funny because after I said that, I can, I've looked at videos of him at, MIT with the music staff. Yes, there. and they and it's consistently, he's consistently called Mozart. When I because he's so innovative. When I say and that, natural. that Beethoven's Ninth is the single greatest musical piece on the planet, you would argue that Mozart's works. No, I wouldn't. Would be better. In fact, the one pro, the one concert that I actually bought tickets to. I live in Stockbridge, which is where Tanglewood is, the yes. big music festival. Yes, I bought tickets. 
because my husband has no musical background at all. And I bought tickets to Beethoven 9. Yeah. Just because it's such a tremendous musical experience. I've seen it a few times. No, so I would not put Mozart over, okay. over right, anyone se- else. But second, second generic question is, how big a disappointment is Jen to the family? <laughs> <laughs> well. we're, we're, we're hanging out with us losers and still working in, in, in a new but still somewhat dying I'll format. i this. Radio-centric, no. yes. There's yes. something to be said for determination. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things to be said for it. It's pathological, possibly. No, no, she's 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 a lovely lady. She's been my friend for a long time. This has been a lot of fun. Um, I mean, do you are you a you? So we know that you're technically adept. Uh, do you listen to podcasts from time to time? I listen to yours occasionally. Yeah, just to see what's going on down here. Let me. If I love has, Russell Brand's podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted. If you guys want to jump in, feel free. Just grab the mic, but. Um, your your take on our area, from where you're from, from your background, I would say academia, intelligentsia, and all this being very positive, you and flatter me. in the best Be nice. way. And now <laughs> look at little Chattanooga, Tennessee. You know, uh, really a big town, not a small city. We're doing our best, but I mean, still surrounded by red, red, red politicians and political beliefs, a lot of traditional Southern values, which I embrace for the most part. I was raised in the Midwest. And I'm a country boy. I love country living, but I understand it comes with baggage. How do you, how do you see us in this area down here? I have to say that I was born in Memphis, and I have quite oh, I a didn't lo- know that. Jen has a large family that. in Memphis, but we moved up to New Jersey when I was four. But um, you know, I spent a long time in Australia. Um, I, to be honest, I can't really even nail what their political philosophy is. Generally, in Australia, speaking. yeah, I think it's fairly liberal. It can be. Yeah. I mean, it depends. Yeah. Um, I always kind of got the, the the feeling that it was a patriarchal sort of, you know, it, it swing was, and macho sort of. It was when, when I got there in 1978. It was, and Brisbane was a very, it was a big country town. Now yeah. it's very cosmopolitan. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's, it's like Sydney. Right. I know the men at work, their song Down Under, They, you know, the yes. line, can you hear, can you hear the thunder, you right. better run, you better, t-. that was about the heavy metal wave that was going through Australia at the time, and really? when you were a pop band in Australia, you were likely to get your ass kicked at a show by all the heavy <coughs> metal fans who didn't think you rocked enough. Yeah, there's know? a lot well, of, yeah. a lot of great punk bands came out of Australia around that time as well. In yeah. excess. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Midnight Oil, ACDC. I was going to say Little River Band, but they don't fit Little River that Band, band. come on. <laughs> you're my favorite punk band. Your, your, so, your view of the South. Though. Well, Johnny what do I Farnham. think of the South? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, be honest. Where, I mean, this where is to, to be begin? Yeah. You better watch yourself. As, while for, you. as for the abortion <laughs> thing, the government has n- no role in, in a personal decision that, as Jen said, should be between the mother and the doctor. I agree. Um, I just, it just makes my blood boil. What can I say? There's a big difference between the East Coast, Northeast, and then the South. Well, the two guys in the room, the, the ones with the X and Y chromosome, are both uh, strong Second Amendment supporters. Uh, Russell yeah. more more than me. Matter of fact, I'm I'm my, I'm I'm beginning to vacillate. Uh, sometimes uh, I'm not as solid as I used to be. But the I, gun the gun culture is something that seems to throw a lot of people off. Well, I think you're absolutely right when when you say that this whole well, it's getting back to to the row issue. It's it's totally emotional. You can't argue with people who are imposing religious belief you know in the in the area of politics because they have a mandate from god 
and there's no arguing with them. Right. Period. That's true. There's no yeah. There's no real vacillating on that particular issue, especially when people are so fired up about it. You know, mm. you're not going to find you. It, it would be rare to find someone who's undecided. I would say. Well, I was actually going to save this for your flex, but let me just throw it in there. I have I have to add. Sorry, Jeff. No, I, no, I don't please, think please. I really don't think that I would want to move here because of the of the attitudes you would be i think you'd i think you'd be surprised especially really. here yeah. No, yeah i know i here. know there's in there's an echelon here i i know that there's you know no, no. there are other forward-thinking people no 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 Lots I, of them. i'm just as infuriated by my neighbors and and sometimes friends who make the south look bad by always acting and reacting in yes. a very stereotypical and 100% predictable fashion. Right. The things they say, the things they do. It's like, God, can't you just let us look enlightened and somewhat <laughs> yeah. evolved I'd, every I'd once s- in a while? But but the thing is, I think that the tolerance around towns like ours, think about Mayberry. And, uh, and again, the tolerance they had for the eccentricities of the characters in their town, from Otis the Drunk mm-hmm. to Howard Sprague, which we all knew, you know, you know, march to the beat of a different drummer right and they didn't know how to deal with that in those days but toleration of the oddities and unusual is part and parcel with because because it's it's none of my business it's none of my business what i do in my property is my business what you do in your property is yours and i might not like it but the twain don't meet yeah it's it's a policy of i don't care and not in the like not in the flippant sort of way it's it's like uh it's like a militant, like, I don't care what you do here as long as you don't care what I do here. I mean, there's no, in my neighborhood, and I live way out in the country, on the top of a mountain, surrounded by hillbillies, and I <laughs> mingle with them very well. They all know I'm liberal. They all know I'm an, I'm an, I'm an old hippie. I'm married to a Latina woman. Um, when they're around us, they're as pleasant and nice as they can be. They're good neighbors, but we don't put, you know, uh, pro-choice stickers on our car because that's going to invite vandalism it would i have to tell you that when i moved to stockbridge i i was surprised to find um there are large pockets of very conservative people there i I understand i've never been to one of the town meetings but um i understand that (laughs) when you bring up the issue of putting in a traffic light or a roundabout where we need one Mm -hmm. desperately in front of the red lion inn because there are accidents there every summer you get these old timers who've been there for generations, forever since Where since the Revolutionary War, talking about communism. They bring they bring communism. Yeah, communism. Yeah. What? So so that surprises me. You want to roundabouts are inherently communist. So uh, so let me take back my my blanket statement about the Northeast versus. Yeah, what's with your elitism here? Yeah, I think I was really probably referring to to academe in the New York area. Well, so. I, I you good. know what red means? Red means communism. I don't want no red lights. <laughs> but you're in a red state, in a red county, damn it, in a red district. I just I just find that that the the religious conservatism is a turnoff that's what i'll put it my my, my, up. my final I, I said the other day and i said it point blank i said i don't think there's a more racist town in the nation than boston and i mean there there you go that's 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 your big city right i saw more confederate flags in pittsburgh than i ever did in ringgold and i thought that was or very Atlanta. strange yeah, yeah certainly that was Nashville. really weird so anyway jen anything you want to say to mom no Thanks. <laughs> How about Happy Mother's Day? Yeah. Happy Mother's Day. You actually have the opportunity to say it to me this year. I'm in between and, them. Y'all and not hug. just text it. I usually get a text message. Yeah. Um, yeah thanks a lot. That's a more card. than most dads get. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> hey, it's me, Jen. 
Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> well, I'm I, maybe not wanting to move down because it, it it would it would be some culture shock. But uh, I'm very glad you're visiting. And Me too. I got a chance to meet well, you. Well, thank you so much. You did a good yeah, job. It's been a pleasure. She she she's a good woman <laughs> and she's a good mom. Thank you so much. And we'll uh, we'll go ahead and I'll just I'll toss over to you right now, Jen, and you can do your corner. Okay. And uh, everybody's going to be shifting places and positions again. In the meantime, and I'll I'll say this to Russell. I was going to save this for your flex but i said when i vacillate on things like this it's after every mass shooting i re-examine my stance and then about three or four days ago the report came out from hopkins john hopkins university 124 people a day killed by guns in america and of course the guns don't do it the people do it we all know but still my god if that was if that was something else other than gun deaths that number i think would be shocking to anybody. I know the nation's big, but 124 people a day, that's, that's a lot of guns floating around not, in the wrong not hands. Okay. It's, yeah, uh, very few of those are going to be justifiable. Yeah, no, it is It is horrific, um, but also I think that the, I mean, we have different, there's a lot of different philosophical views on the topic, but I think that the bigger issue is the mental health issue, which is not being properly addressed. I think that that's what leads to uh, much more acts of violence than access to the tools. And the state legislature just said no PTSD treatment for firefighters. Yeah, job, that's, you know. that really ticks me off because, I mean, that's what ends up leading to a lot of these horrible incidents. Chattanooga Safety Products on Highway 58 next to the Hungry House, sponsoring Pimp's Corner, Pimp Gin, all your industrial footwear PPE needs. Safety begins at your feet at Chattanooga Safety Products. And, Jen, you can just take it and go. Uh, this is the beginning of National Women's Health Week, so wow. go get your mammograms. They are free if you can find it. Mary Ellen Loker will work with you there. Um, I know that uh, Memorial CHI uh, does a bunch of stuff, so it is time to go get your annual checkup, so go do that. I'm sure there's other things going on for Women's Health Week. When are you supposed to start with mammograms? Isn't it like 35, something like that? Uh, I think they've brought it down. Um, I think I started getting them at 40. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, and you go every year. I mean, you really need to go every year. Yeah, yeah. Certainly past 50, you go every year. Yeah. Um, this is something I have a question for you on, Russell. Cryptocurrency. Bloomberg is reporting that the oh cryptocurrency craze in Argentina is nearly breaking the energy grid of a small uh, Patagonian province. Mm -hmm. Crypto mining is mm -hmm. expected to consume close to a quarter of all electricity in this particular providence. I thought that cryptocurrency was literally just online it what is what is the mining of it so the mining of it is when a, a bunch of computers basically crunch numbers right and so the the currency is based on cryptography it's really confusing but basically the computers solve increasingly more and more difficult math problems basically oh. uh, and that's what generates oh, the so energy certificate for the cryptocurrency right so imagine you know thousands so and thousands everyone of getting on their computers mm -hmm. oh, okay and they're running really high level like higher than any normal person I would saw run a, a warning from the government that you should rethink if you are stockpiling cryptocurrency for your retirement that it is not stable enough well this I, was just yesterday that's common sense yeah probably <laughs> but also I, I wouldn't say i would trust what the government says about money at all anyway anyway the government has no say in crypto. but is it that's real money yeah, exactly is it real money it's not regulated it's, by any government well here's a question is american money real money well it, I mean, it's it's well, the amount no, of faith you have in it money you know, backs uh, american money works you can buy stuff with it and do stuff with and it. you can buy now. stuff with crypto <laughs> for right now yeah you can uh, and, and, it's, and it's if somebody accepts it it's it's you know it's it's all bartering and it's Tesla, bartering based on promises. Tesla may be the only company who accepts it. 
No, you can get uh, oh, stuff with Bitcoin around here all over the place. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, you can. Uh, Titan, Tennessee Titans have. Uh, yeah. their uh, Nissan Stadium are accepting bit- sure. Bitcoin. Is, is I don't know how you do would it. You rather, anything about would you it, rather have? Would you rather say. have a hundred thousand dollars in cash, a hundred thousand yeah. dollars in crypto, crypto, or possibly in Krugerrands? I would take. Uh, you mean gold? Yes. yes. Oh, I would take the gold. Yeah. But uh, realistically, I would probably take the Bitcoin because. Um, I just would. It's not as impacted by inflation rates. And also, there are services you can use which will pull your crypto, and it, it basically c- treats your crypto wallet like a bank account. Can you invest it? Yeah. Yeah, huh. I mean, you can right. convert it to cash and invest it, yeah. It's All just right. incredibly Ask volatile right now. It goes Gary up Thurman. and down in sharp, sharp, sharp. Let's talk uh, to Gary Thurman about investing in crypto. Yes, I, I absolutely. Say, can I, I use my crypto to invest with your firm? <laughs> I wouldn't recommend use. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. But you can do it, yeah. I think that would be a good segment with with, uh, with, with Gary, Gary yeah. definitely. Um, Amazon is now saying that they're going to cover the travel costs for U.S. workers who need abortions. The retail colossus uh, joins the, a list of companies that have now made moves in reaction to the state's maneuvering to back women's access to abortion. CNET's um, uh, Ian Schur on what's behind the move. Amazon said it would reimburse as much as $4,000 in travel and lodging expenses for employees covered by its health corps plan if they have to go more than 100 miles away to receive the treatment they need. That's a very small amount of employees, by the way, because most are not under that plan. I wonder how many companies or businesses will follow in their footsteps. I don't know. Probably not many because the cost level will be so high. Uh, just looking at it objectively. Um, but also, again, uh, Amazon's uh, plan is not one that many Amazon employees are actually on because most Amazon employees are temps. Like, yeah, true. Like anyone who works in any of the distribution centers, they're not on that plan. Did you hear the story about the guy uh, that was duct taped to a seat on a plane? Yes. No. Okay. Yeah, he like... Uh, there was a guy, he was yeah. famously duct taped to a seat on a Frontier Airlines flight for mm-hmm. groping two female flight attendants. Yeah. He's been sentenced now to 60 days in prison and a $250 fine. 2000 I'm sorry, $2,500 fine. Mm. Um, and the video of Maxwell Berry, is his name, being taped to a seat using <laughs> duct tape and seat extenders by flight attendants went viral. Yeah, it was uh, pretty- Funny. As he howled for help, uh, he was also caught on video punching a male flight attendant and bragging about his family's wealth. That sounds he, like someone I know. He got off <laughs> extremely easy. Yeah. If I had been on that flight, there would have been no duct tape necessary. Uh, last story I have for my corner: the um, the former Chattanooga Choo Choo Convention Center has been sold. Various parts of the 33,000-square-foot train station complex have been sold as well with Mm. plans to reanimate the space and Southside neighborhood. I think that's pretty cool. I hope it's cool. I hope they don't turn into a a steel and glass abomination. Well, At Quality Tire Pros, we look forward to keeping you on the road in 2022. If your ride is running as rough as the past two years have been, stop in today. Let us check it out. For a quality ride and one you can count on, we carry great tire brands like Michelin. No matter what you drive or where you've driven, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard. Russell the Love Muscle gets to flex. This is his time. Jen gets her corner. He gets his flex. Brought to you by the Intentional Living Project. TheIntentionalLivingProject.com. Bruce Dodd's website for his podcast about... More intentional living through money, relationships, time, thoughts, learning from your successes and your failures. Probably learn more from your failures than you do your successes. I've listened to um, a very dramatic reading of 
Khalil Gibran's um, defeat the other day. Oh, defeat, my defeat. I hold you more dearly than any of my victories. It's pretty good stuff. All about being stoic. I have no idea why I'm rambling. It's also brought <laughs> to you by Color Creek Press. I was going to say. For, uh, yeah, yeah, all the work they did for our T-shirts. Yeah, the screen printing on our T-shirts, they've turned out turned awesome. Out great. They feel really good, too. They're really high-quality T-shirts. They wash t-shirts. really well. They do, actually. Um, yeah, I'm really pleased with that as well. Just remember yeah. to turn them inside out. Uh, Color Creek Press, you can find them on Cherokee Boulevard. You can also find them online. That's colorcreekpress.com. They're also on Instagram. That's Color Creek like the flowing water press.com. They do stickers as well as t-shirts. I found out. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. We should get some. Well, we have plenty of stickers right. next time. We need more stickers. <laughs> we should get stickers from them. Uh, so we talk a lot about police accountability, right? Like with the story out of college Dale becoming so prominent, um, there's been differing narratives and differing opinions because the video is a little bit unclear in terms of interpretation you could draw from it. You know, in College Dale, was the gentleman wrong in not getting out of his car? Was a police officer wrong in tasing him and ripping him out of his car? My opinion is that fault sort of lies in both sections here. I don't think the cop should have tased him, but I also don't think necessarily the guy should have stayed in his car. No, no, I disagree with you. That cop walked up to him already agitated. Oh, I agree with that. I agree with that. I I don't think that... How should I word it? I think that the cop is ultimately wrong, but I don't think that the guy in the car is 100% right. He didn't handle it correctly either. Yeah, neither one really handled it right, but ultimately, you shouldn't pull people out of cars. This is the talk that has to be had between all black parents and their children in America. And really all parents and their children. And um, as a long-haired type that got pulled over all the time and profiled... You know, my parents never told me how to act when getting pulled over by the cops. I had to figure it out the hard way. Yeah. I mean, it's horrible. And the, the discussion is nationwide, of course, as we all know, from George Floyd to now. it's It's been even more in the headlines. Well, uh, a story that got a lot of headlines in June of two years ago, 2020, a 73-year-old woman with dementia uh, was walking along the street, and somebody, for some reason, called 911 about her. I, I don't know why. Yelling but in traffic. Yeah. The, the police tried to uh, get her to stop stop what she was doing and get her to come over so they could arrest her and she apparently also allegedly tried to steal about 15 bucks worth of goods from a Walmart she walked out without paying and that's when the police uh, showed up was at that time and she again she has dementia refused to stop well the police uh, took her into custody now this is a 75 year old 73 year old woman with dementia right so she was uh, thrown to the ground her arm was broken her shoulder was separated and she suffered from i believe a bruised rib as well and it was all caught on body cam video there were two officers who were involved in this case uh number one austin hop and number two uh, daria jalali now austin hop he pleaded guilty, and he's going to face about five years in prison because he pleaded guilty. The family is not happy about the prosecution offering a plea deal because they think he could have very easily been convicted by a jury. But the prosecutors offered a plea deal instead. Jalali is still in the process of pretrial, so we don't know exactly what's going to happen with her. But when we talk about police accountability, this is perhaps a positive story about the police actually being held accountable when something goes horribly, horribly wrong and they act way, way out of line. Um, it's also an issue when it comes to police culture, because why did they throw a 73-year-old woman to the ground, break her arm, and separate her shoulder? 
that's the conversation we should be having, I think, more so than, well, you know, it's a good thing they were prosecuted. The bigger conversation is, why do they keep doing this kind of thing? Yeah. Why do we keep having stories like the one in Collegedale where a man was ripped out of his car and tased? Was that necessary? Probably not. Was uh, it necessary to throw a 73-year-old woman to the ground and break her arm? Definitely not. So why does it keep happening? It's an issue of culture, you know, the whole fraternal attitude and back the blue no matter who and all that sort of thing. And it's also an issue of training and just overall aggressiveness within police agencies. Yeah. And that's become such a huge issue where it's no longer the police, uh, the, the peace officer, right? The friendly neighborhood cop. Now it's law enforcement, this machismo attitude, and also a sense of constant victimization on the side of the police where they feel that they're constantly being victimized and everyone's out to get them because they're being painted in a bad light all the time. And incidents like these are why they're being painted in a bad light all the time. So it's sort of a self-perpetuating prophecy, I suppose. I heard this out of the corner of my ear. If I got it wrong, please forgive me. Don't sue me. <laughs> um, but I, I think that this particular officer has already had eight complaints of excessive force that, against him in two years. That would not surprise me one bit if, if that, that were should true. come into play. That should definitely come into play. Why wasn't he investigated, put on leave, let go after the first complaint? Because they back each other up. Yeah, and so that brings to mind the fact that when Miss Cody Womp gets sworn in as DA, she'll be taking away the excessive force hotline. Eh, the phone number still works. Though. Well, it's a conversation I to be had. I think that's a you're, bad you're, idea. You're, 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 I, I agree. Your, your attorney will know how to get in touch with him. And there's no doubt about that. Uh, mountains looking at each other, the storytelling part of the show. And I'll be very brief. I'm going to go back to the firefighters. Two stories, personal stories about firefighters. Um, just to give you an idea of what they're supposed to do and how to deal with it. My main paddling buddy, Whitewater Kayaking. Mm -hmm. We're on the, the, he's a firefighter. And we're on the Okoye one day, about halfway down. We're somewhere between double trouble and double suck. The big rapids, <laughs> everybody, you know, you know these things if you go rafting. And I uh, kept looking at him, and he was constantly putting his paddle when we were in little straits, you know, and, and calm waters and eddies. He was putting his paddle down on his lap, essentially. Yeah. And he was across the boat, and he was sticking his hands in the water. I was going, oh, you baby got some blisters. You know, and I was just giving him hell. And I was like a guy. He goes, well, yeah, we got called out this morning, and I, my gloves went down on me. They they went out on me at one point, and I, I had to take them off. I went, oh, yeah, big deal. And then I actually looked at his hand. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that, I mean, blisters? He, he had already gotten in and paddled halfway down and never said anything about it. And then he just blew it off like it was nothing. He, yeah, they were just red, blistered meat. Mm. And, you know, and he went back, to, and, and fi I, I found out later by watching the news, five firefighters went to the hospital. Good heavens. Uh, fighting that house fire. And he was out there paddling. Maybe you'll think before you make fun Stoic, next time. Stoic, yes. <laughs> and he and he's he's known for not saying a whole lot. He, he's, he's a very quiet guy. So that's what they expect out of you. Suck it up. Go about your business. That's just part of the job. You know, hours and hours and hours of boredom punctuated by a few minutes of stark terror. That's the life of a firefighter. Now, anybody who knows me at all, knows me well, um, knows that I, you know, famously had to quit drinking when I was 46, went to rehab. I had 12 years. Everything was going great. Didn't even think about it anymore. Then I had a relapse. I'm not going to say much more about it than that, but while at my second trip into rehab, I was diagnosed with PTSD because of all the things that had happened to me in 2016, 17, and mm -hmm. 18. Had a three-year run there where my golden life had kind of uh, been wadded up and, and thrown over God's shoulder, it seemed. And uh, 
and it occurred to me then that it wasn't that I wanted to drink. It's just I didn't want to think. Mm-hmm. And it was somebody in one of those workshops, PTSD workshops, which is all I was doing at that point. I realized they were right. I talked to a counselor friend of mine. I talked to a psychiatrist friend of mine. I have a whopping diagnosis of PTSD because of what happened to me. And I was in there with people who had been in Afghanistan, been in Iraq, had seen bodies blown to bits. And I didn't even think I I deserved to be able to tell my story. One of the ones that got me the most, though, was a firefighter. And I'm going to tell it very briefly. I'm going to try not to actually lose it during the the telling of the story. Yeah, you've told me this. But he goes to a house fire, and he was from another part of the country. And they put the fire out, and he met this young kid, a little African-American kid, about five years old, who followed him around like a puppy the whole time he was there. They befriended him. They became big buddies. And he gave him, and this was part of their PR thing on the street, a little plastic fire helmet, little red plastic fire helmet, like you used to get at Tetsco stations back mm-hmm. in the day, and he gave that to him. But a week later, they got called out to a fire again, and he said he showed up on the scene without really registering, and one of his friends said, you know where you are, don't you? And he realized it was the same address. And they had to search for the kid and found him hiding under a door that had collapsed, and he was wearing the fire helmet. Yeah. He thought the fire helmet would save Save him. Save him. And this guy was destroyed. He was destroyed. Look look at me. This is my my reaction when I tell the story. You should have been there when he told it. And he goes back and gets the suck it up, deal with it speech. How the hell do you deal with that? Yeah. And to deny these people this treatment and put it in part of their benefits package is absolutely unthinkable. It is. You cowards in Nashville, you sniveling pissants. Yeah. What the hell do you do during your day? You're back to blue speeches. Oh, well, they don't know if they're coming home at night. What do you think it is for a fireman? It's the exact same thing. My Sometimes God. Sometimes even worse because they see it up close, firsthand, Take almost every your single day. concerns about the municipal budgets and shove them up your ass. I, I, I'm so tired of you guys. I can't stand it. A confederacy of dunces. <laughs> Regional Roundup Shotgun Shoutouts. Tennessee American Water Company since 1887. If they're fighting fires, they're getting their water from the Tennessee American Water Company. True. You're drinking a glass out of your kitchen faucet. Tennessee American Water Company. Uh, all right, state by state news. Florence, Alabama, the home of Bill B. Lockerbie, the man what has the command microphone. <laughs> As someone uh, talked to him about derby stuff earlier this morning. Florence, Alabama, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland has said that an escaped murder suspect and jail officer who aided him are extremely dangerous, should not be approached. The U.S. Marshals have completely taken over the search, mm-hmm. which they should have. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta, Georgia, the city has agreed to pay nearly a million dollars to a driver shot and injured by a police officer because he made a left turn against the officer's directions in 2017. Mm-hmm. I remember that case, yeah. What were we just talking about? Yep. Nashville, Tennessee, Governor Bill Lee on Thursday announced a $175 million pilot program intended to help needy families become self-sufficient. Raleigh, North Carolina, the state that we don't pay much attention to, even though the border's right over there, state employees will get an extra day of vacation for receiving a COVID-19 booster shot, according to Governor Roy Cooper. And I'm going to go ahead and go to Texas, too, on this one, just because I knew this would mean something to you. Austin, University of Texas community, mourning the loss of Domino, a beloved tuxedo cat (laughs) who lived on campus for more than a decade. The 13-year-old cat, known as the king of campus, died Tuesday after being diagnosed with feline immunodeficiency virus 
an upper respiratory infection, and a potentially cancerous mass in his throat. Students gathered at a short memorial service. They played on the, do you say Carillon? Carillon? Oh, Carillon? Carillon, the UT Tower, I guess is one of those automatic, you know, chiming things. Uh, Not Mm. Calliope. Played songs like Amazing Grace and The Lion Sleeps Tonight, and students were crying and and, 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 and hugging each other. So there's Domino right there. Looks like yeah, that's and my cat. As you, as you continue to <laughs> march toward the old cat ladydom, I, I know, know, I know. There's another one your too. Category. Okay. Top of the pops, top of the mind awareness. I got none. The church where the bloody Sunday marchers. Started their day in Ireland? Selma. No, in Selma. The Brown Chapel AME Church. The Uh, other Bloody Sunday. Yeah, that's the one on the Edmund Pettus Bridge. They began there. Um, When COVID hit, they shut the church down. It was a landmark. It has historical uh, protection uh, Mm -hmm. status. And when they came back recently, they opened it back up, and termites had swarmed. Oh, Oh, no. That's a shame. Nobody had gone in uh, for two years. It basically remained blockaded. They found the termites had eaten so much wood. Mold was growing all over the building, and they're now looking at water leaks and other things, and they're not even sure that they're going to be able to open it back up for Mm. a congregation, which is a real loss. And it was uh, now being placed on the endangered places list here in this great country of ours. Um, as we wrap this Monday show up, we want to thank uh, Dr. Grandmom, yes, Lisa. thank you, Dr. Jen's Mom. mom for coming in and uh, visiting with us this morning. The um category, the universal mantra for the eternally confused. The way she I say have that. an um. Yeah. We're not going to be here for you. We will not have a show on Tuesday. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Mother's no Day, uh, other issues. I've got a, a family member that needs to be taken to a hospital for some surgery and just needs a ride. And we're just going to be sort of hither and yon. So every once in a while, it's going to happen. It's just it's just going to happen. Should be back. I should be back on Wednesday. I hope I will be. It kind of depends on how the surgery goes. We'll, we'll see. All right. I think that. And the fossils of the largest raptor ever found in Argentina. I saw that. Do you see this? Yes. Three stories tall, five tons. Wow. It is called the MAPE. Macrothorax. Mape is a Patagonia. The indigenous people of Patagonia, Mape was an evil mythological character. Huh. It, it essentially translates to the shadow of death or kills with cold wind. If you're living in the Andes, I guess that happened quite okay. often. And the second part of the name has to do with the fact that its chest is four feet wide. Whoa. The largest predator ever known, the largest, the apex predator at its time, and we've never seen one before, so always interested in stuff like that. Thank you so much for listening to the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Continue to do so. Spend some money with our sponsors. If you'd like to sponsor, contact Jen. Chattanooga Drive-In Show at gmail.com. And we won't see you tomorrow. You won't see us, but we will see you the next day, hopefully.